Are you curious? So are we. Are you funny? Well, we might be too. So why don't you get on in here? We're running out of room. Pull up a chair and sit on the floor. This is the podcast for empathy and imagination. My name is Aubrey Cloutier. I am Drew Clark. large business or just a confusing system at home oh man this thing keeps turning off why does it work the storage is full what do i do zicd.net that's what you do this podcast is also brought to you by clark pool and spa do you have pool or spa problems in the contra costa area i mean if you own a pool or a spa you eventually do have problems with them so if you need help with bodies of water, may it be a, a pool, a, you know, a fountain, hot tub, spa, jacuzzi, lake, anything, anything in that area, you just come to clerkpoolspa.com. Folks, and for those listeners who are listening, you can contribute to this show. If you feel like this show is worth contributing to, you can do so. Just go to YouTube, just do thumbs up, bam, that's nothing, no big deal. If you want to go a little more than that, you can write us a little comment like, hey man, why are you always talking about your ads in front of the show? Like something like that. Or, let's have more guests call in. You know, things like that. Those are cool comments someone could write if you wanted to. Also, if you're just like, man, I don't really want to do that, but I'll send you a few shekels. We now accept all versions of cryptocurrency available to, to give to us as you wish. And, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash empathy and imagination. Dangle there and we'll be there soon. Okay, great. Folks, thank you. And welcome to the show, Aubrey. Thanks for being here. How's it going, man? It's going very well. Um, it's going it's going well. How okay. are you? I'm, you know, I feel like I'm doing okay. Are we ready Good. to do the check-in? We can Should check I? in. Right, let's check in. I don't know. My check-in's pretty short and sweet. Um, recording... Just recording. I'm always recording now. Different bands, different times, places. Your surveillance. I sent you some photos of the Yacht Rock band recording. Should we pull that? Uh, that's that band is called Sausalito. Okay. And we do a lot of easy listening hits from the late '60s and '70s. There's some pictures of us. Uh, I think there's a picture of the horn player doing some tracks. And just generally our our setup. So that's fun. I feel like I've learned a lot about recording in the past three months. Um, between going into a professional studio and doing recording and then having other semi-pro people like you see here doing recording and then doing the like doing the engineering and then doing it myself so it's been like three levels of remove pros doing it amateurs doing it and then myself doing it so i feel um 
Like that's a good that's a good skill to have in your skill stack. Mm-hmm. Audio engineering, multi track audio engineering, recording, mixing. Hell yeah. And uh doing the performance part too. So playing playing the actual instrument is super fun as always. And I feel like my chops have improved just over the past year. Do you feel um, pretty savage on the bass right now? Uh, the thing about, I mean, yes, but the thing about yes, learning, the thing about gaining a level is that you see how much more there is. You're you're that much oh, okay. farther up the mountain, right? You're yeah. almost to the top. I don't. I wouldn't say I'm at the top, but you're getting closer to the top. And as you get closer to the top, you can see more of the territory, and you're mm. like, oh shit, there's actually there's nuances, subtleties I didn't even think about. 10 years ago hmm. right do you get that on drums yeah as as i find i look i watch videos of myself playing and then i kind of see what's going on and try to learn from that and improve and i have my, what i've probably improved the most from watching the videos is just um playing through riffs and not i mean it's sort of hard to explain but you know keeping yeah. the time even though you derail mm-hmm. keeping time even though you derail faster like if you make a mistake you know fix it faster right because that's a ha- occupational hazard with the drummers is losing your sticks because you're yeah. holding a thing. Well, if you're borrowing somebody's kit and there's nowhere to put sticks, it's just... Guitar players can lose a pick. Mm-hmm. That's not a nice thing about bass. It's like you can't, unless your fingers fall off, you're not in the same boat as the drummer or the guitarist because they have to hold a thing. And you have to hold two things. So drummers have the most to hold and therefore the most to lose. Interesting. See, and, I take that as a compliment. And that's uh, that's why, like, when you derail, you get derailed by losing a stick. Mm-hmm. That's like you can sort of judge a drummer's skill based on how quickly they can recover from that. Yeah. You know. Yes, that's a very good. It's measure. like a litmus test. Uh huh. But if if you go like see if you mess up a riff and then demand everyone else to stop and stomp your feet, right? That's I don't know. I don't know if I. It's do not that. as productive. Yeah. I don't know if I do that. So it feels good to be playing a shitload of music. Mm-hmm. You just playing music two nights ago. I guess that's a theme, a running theme in my life. Playing a bunch so your of music. Your check in is involving playing a bunch of music. That's like been what you've been saying for two months. Yeah, and it's uh, Father's Day tomorrow, so that How's June that is weird because June first was my dad's birthday, stepdad's birthday, mm-hmm. and then Father's Day is tomorrow, so it's kind of like that stuff's coming. Coming up to the surface. Can you share any of that? I don't know. It's just, you know, you just think about the transit, transitory, the transient uh, fact of life, the linear, limited life form. Yeah. You live in one direction and it's finite and then that's it. And pretty much everyone that you know, everything that you know, eventually will pass from from human knowledge uh so it's hard to have that be aware of that situation mm-hmm. and where so where do you find solace from that situation a lot of people find it in you know substances or ideologies um but ultimately you have to find it somewhere within yourself and whatever whatever gets you through the night really mm-hmm. So the candle of like art and artistic achievement, even though it's totally ephemeral and doesn't amount to anything, um, 
it's like human human experience in time is itself valuable um i count myself as a card carrying existentialist in some ways so i do think that human experience is is inherently valuable so that's one way to find uh meaning in all that heat death of the universe without subscribing to ideologies is uh the idea that art can maybe enhance people's lives and improve their experience is pretty it's pretty cool it's pretty powerful mm-hmm. cool so hopefully we do that with some of our audience and i hope so you know all this stuff is going down to tape and to media and mm-hmm. so it'll probably be around after we're gone and so maybe someday in the distant future someone will look at these podcasts or listen to them and, and gain knowledge or they'll have uh, a few extra data points for their dissertation mm-hmm. on 20th century life. I hope for that too. That's cool. Just uh, so just remember to cite, cite us, <laughs> Drew Clark, Arby Cloutier. Thank you. That's my check-in. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Wow, that was a very eloquent check-in. I, I'm sure glad that we recorded that. Um, thank you for sharing. I'll consider myself checked in after okay. that. All right. Wow. So let's see. In this moment, I'm feeling really good. I, I got to ride my bike today. You know, it's like that always is a feeling improver. And yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that it's hard to do and I like going fast. Like today I got to go 41.3 miles an hour for a bit. That's just, that's, is that faster than, yeah, that, that's the fastest I think I've seen. That's the fastest that I've known you've gone. Yeah. Well, it's fun doing that every week. That's insane. <laughs> that's really fun. That's danger zone too. It is. And so that's why I'm, I, first I didn't go full speed, but I slowly built up to now I'm pedaling down the thing. You know? On that one hill? Yeah. The yeah. main hill coming down from coming Skyway. So I, Oh, I, so now you're mashing it on the way down. Yeah. Oh, okay. I worked up to that. God damn. But you know, I, I think I told, I told the doctor I saw that I, I do it once a week and they're like, Oh, for how long? I was like, it's about 45 minutes. And they're like, Oh good. You know? And I was <laughs> like, yeah, I can't lie to the doctor. I got to keep doing it every week. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Right. So I'm like, you're waiting for the doctor to like, tell you that you shouldn't be doing that. And the doctor's like, oh, nice. That's good. good job. Yeah. I'm like, uh, but yeah, you can't lie to the doctor, right? So now right. you have to now you have to keep doing it. Let's keep doing it. So that's like another. It's just like a telling the truth thing, you know. And that's cool. I've been doing it steady every week for two months, something like something like two oh, months. Wow, nice. And uh, it feels really good. I feel like I'll be way more ready for the next trip than I was last time. Have you experienced cramps on the little forty-five no. minute treks? No. My knee hurt a little at first, but now it doesn't. It's like yeah. My if knee hurt. Yeah, I have, a, I have a knee more, thing the too. Knee pain goes away. Yes, which is weird. Well, I think you get those endorphins and they kill pain. Yeah, and I I consume cannabis before I do my hills. It opens up the airways, which is like part of my check in is like cannabis has become more medicinal for me lately because my sinus thing. Did I mention this last time? My sinus problem. And I had this difficulty breathing had, through my nose. You had scans. 
Right. I didn't have the scan yet. The scan is way too much money. I can't afford the scan. Oh, yeah. We, we talked, about the, we talked the scan. about the scan. Right. I, didn't do, I didn't do the scan. So the cannabis I've been using has been making me, me breathe easier. Well, you got that a certain mind. strain? Like, did you research what uh, sort no, of strain that was I've best? Been or smoking more indicas, less sativa, which is more the bot quote unquote body. Yeah, body high help, um, mm. relaxation stuff like that. But because I mean, I have plenty of energy. I don't need. I mean, I barely drink any caffeine anymore. Right. But. Yeah. So. My check-in is that the bike ride feels good there's been some like fear i've been experiencing fear of like mortality lately yeah just like when it's hard to breathe for like a month long i found myself it's a there's anxiety mixed in and i'm pretty sure the anxiety is from taking ownership of this business all the little cleaning up and fire putting out that i do is like it's been a lot really a lot but it's not bad it's just been really a lot and then i think i've been experiencing some anxiety around that because i have this like really really expensive life but there's this job that's almost almost making it and then the thought of the thought of having a less expensive life it just keeps popping into my head hmm so yeah, I've been like thinking about that and then thinking about how I'm breathing and kind of going in a loop and I catch myself and the thing that's been helping most is cannabis. Catch yourself in like a cynical, ruminating state of mind? Feeling anxious. Just feeling anxiety like, like oh, oh my God, God. I'm going to die and my sinuses are fucked up and mm-hmm. the business What's, is well, sinking and then yeah. I got a kid on the way and oh, how am I going to pay for this? Like, this wait, where's the money come from? How's, yeah, all that stuff. I can't believe my kid's dating that person. Oh right. wait, that's not even, that's hasn't later. even arrived yet. That's later, right? So maybe let's worry about what's happening now, if at all. The only thing to worry about is... But uh, when you start getting anxious about, about stuff that hasn't happened yet, you got to like dial back the the perspective right. of like, okay, I'm just going to focus my worry microscope on this one thing. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be a, a telescope of worry. It's going to be a microscope of worry. I like that. I like the microscope of worry. So I'm not Still. looking at a constellation of worry like, oh, fuck. It's way in the distance. I'm looking at something that's right here and it's very in focus. I like that. I like that. I'm just making it up. So so that's been going on a little and that's I, I gave blood I mean not to give but so they can like look to see if anything's wrong with me actually oh blood work yeah just blood work you gotta get your tea count, tea count from that yeah right? yeah I get my tea count and I'm gonna also do my DNA test I think that tr- trusting in western medicine has been the thing I've been afraid of I think I've been so unsuccessful with ailments I've had in the past with western medicine it's just like Everything I can think of that I've gone to them for help, something very wrong has gone on. Very wrong. It seems more common than not. Right? I mean, that's that's sort of what happened to my stepdad. It's like, yeah, routine thing. Go in. Then that's it. Yeah. You know? I mean, the Christian Like, are they making anything better? <laughs> the Christian scientists have a point. Yeah. I mean, can you give me some evidence that the thing, that they're making you better? There's, there's Something evidence. you couldn't arrive to just by your own thinking or 
A lot of it's diet and exercise. Like probably sleep, 60%. diet, exercise. What's it? Sleep, diet, and exercise. Those, that's, that's probably 85% of what you got to do. It's probably 80 20. 80% is that. 20% is just, uh, you know, mental stuff. Random shit, genetics, and extreme stuff that you're doing to yourself. Yeah. So, let's see. Um, it's been fun living with a pregnant woman that's been fun does uh, rebecca know yeah she, she i told her she noticed no but it's true that she, she and she openly admits to like feelings changes yeah and different difficulties around food and how she's feeling a lot and there's been some like uh figuring out who's doing what around the house the new regime sort of shifting there's been yes. some like um I wouldn't say difficult conversations, but I'd say like serious. My, I don't give advice, but I would just do what she says. Yeah. Yeah. You're better off. The thing is I can't fully submit because I have to be, (laughs) I have to put my feet down somewhere. Yeah. And so like, I would like, if if I had my druthers, I would be social at like bars and stuff like two or three nights a week. I'd be playing live music, talking to people I knew and didn't know. Two to three nights a week, totally. Mm-hmm. Listening to or playing music out live. But her, it that's like. Those are the old ways. I mean, her needs are different. Her needs to do that are probably once a quarter. Right. Like once a quarter, she wants to go out, take a and break from the kid, and do that. But there's no kid. It's just. Oh, you're saying right now. now? That's how. It yeah. Is yeah. Now. Okay. So it's like. Well, yeah. how do we meet the need? It's like, well, I just got to go alone. And then sometimes, like, she's hopeful we're going to hang out in the evening. And I'm like, let's open mic night. Down oh, yeah. It was, just, it was just open yeah. mic night, wasn't it? Fuck. And I was like. We were going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, it's open mic nights down at Toots. And, you know, I want to go down there and check it out. And we had to, like, have a serious conversation about it. It ended very well. Good. We really understand. That always goes that way. It always ends where we understand more and build our relationship. Yeah. There isn't some like looming, hanging, oh, but she thinks this. It's like, well, we we have differences. We're different people. How do we have the best possible time with our love? And so you just work on that. Cool. And so. And how was open mic night down there? uh, It was really fun. I didn't perform anything because, again, I don't have anything to do by myself, really. I don't really. Freestyle raps. You can just play a beat and rap. Uh, (laughs) Freestyle? I, guess I know I, I would. Do, I couldn't do that. I could do white trucks, but that's like one verse. It's not really a song. <laughs> right. I, mean, white I was doing a selection of verses from uh, songs that <laughs> yeah. I've collaborated yeah. with other people on. Yeah. So that's. I just. It doesn't make. I haven't yet found a way to do something by myself. Yeah. On the stage, I hope to figure that out. I think I will. I know they want me to. I know it'd be great. I just. I've tried a few. What about things. that guitar thing? The, Rebecca the was like tapping. Don't thing. do that. Mm-mm. No. I could play. I could play a guitar song, just guitar. I tried doing that with beatboxing in front of her, and she was like, "Yeah, don't do that. That doesn't doesn't look." <laughs> guitar with beatboxing? Yeah, I was doing. That. I was playing acoustic guitar and beatboxing, and she was like, "That's mm, eh, pretty weird." Like, <sighs> okay. Sometimes weird's good. Sometimes. Okay, that's my check-in. That's your check-in. Okay checked in yeah okay um i have a quick topic uh, all right just a quick one yep and then i want to um 
Yeah, move on. So, I have a garden update for everybody. I don't know if we have a garden update sound in there. And there's I forget I, what we usually did with the garden update, but oh, garden, garden update. That's right. That's the garden update. So I have a couple of videos to show you here, and one of them in particular I think is really funny. It's really short, and uh, I'm like, this this is the kind of thing that you scroll through on Facebook, and you go, oh ha, that that is actually funny. But my my lady requested that I didn't post it on Facebook. She was okay. like, hey, can you not because of her like animal rights friends and stuff? And I was like, for now. So, and and then I edited it so it's very p- extremely PC. But I am holding a meat rabbit by its neck in the air, and it does a little. Are dance. you supposed to hold it by the scruff? You can, and when they're this young, you can tell. I'm really holding the whole body with both hands like a football. Yeah. At this age, they're very malleable, and they they sort of you can, you'll see. It's, What's like the proper way, though? I mean, quote, unquote, probably, unquote proper. Probably this. The scruff. Like you would a cat. Like, yeah, in between yeah. the neck and the in the shoulder, kind of right up here. I mean, it's like the, elbow flesh, for them. Mm-hmm. Like when I, when I pick up the big male, our buck now, he, um, I pick him up not at right behind the head, but a little further back on the fur, and he just goes limp. He just goes okay, dude, because like I let him run around with the chickens. Because I don't want to keep him in that cage his whole life. Fuck that. Yeah, so he yeah. gets to run around, scratching the ground, bite stuff. You know. The chickens aren't really into it. Um, Do they mess with them at all? Well, when he runs around, they just have to run out of his way, and they're like, wah, 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 wah. I have a little... Okay, so they're scared of him. Oh, yeah. Check this out. Oh, no, this is when the chicken got out. The sneaky thing. I found an extra net. You can't hear it. Oh, see? Oh, there was a chicken. And then, whoop! Look at that. Now... Here's the bunnies out in the chicken thing. Because, like, you know, you got to let them just be on the real ground for a while. Yeah. But try to catch them in this thing, kind of difficult. So you got to grab them pretty aggressively in the back of the scrub. Can you, like, deke them out, like, fake them out? And... No. No. No, he's a bunny. Here, he's sniffing. He's about to... The, see, this is the girl with the dark ears. And he's sniffing her. Because, you know, he's really into that. And you know about rabbits. But she's already pregnant, so, you know, that's kind of interesting. But I'm, I'm getting to the finale here in just a minute. So he comes around, he's like, well, hey, maybe we could, uh, you know, do that game I like. And then she's like, no, let's not do that. They're just chilling in the shade, you know, mm. under the apple tree. So here's the video. Ready? Flirting. Here you go. Okay, so unanimously, I think people think that that's funny, um, but it is a uh, it is a, a a meat production animal. That's fine. Let's leave it off if you want. Okay, full blown. Let's leave it off. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, call us in right now. Five one zero eight five nine four one seven three. Five one zero. Eight five nine four one seven three. Five one zero eight five nine four one seven three. You can call us for free. Five one zero eight five nine four one seven one three seven. 
There it is, folks. What is it? 4173? 5085941734173. Rolls message, right off the tongue. But we're live right now, so you can call in if you want. Call us. Claire. All right. So All right. That that's the topic. I'm that's it. What do you got? That's man? the topic. Yeah. Garden up that was a garden update. Garden update with a little should I post the meat rabbits video up on Facebook? Or is that too I don't know. I guess it's let me because, ask you the question. It's yeah, because it's because the rabbit will be a future burger, that's the issue. That's a future burger rabbit, and they might go like, "Oh, you're you're harming it because you're making fun of you're it. You're harming it by making fun of your food. You're playing with your food. <laughs> don't play with your food, I guess. Huh? Mm. I don't know. I, I I guess I just don't see it that way. I see it as yeah, it's just an animal. You're having fun with it, interacting with it. You're not, you're not like mocking it's the fact that it's alive because you're delighting in that you're going to kill it. We hold them. We pet them, you know. They it's they get treat it's it's a good life. They have a pretty good life. They have like one bad second. And that's it. So you got to pick your battles. Yeah. So I'm like, let's that's pretty funny. I think that could go somewhat viral. <laughs> Maybe not though. It is. Maybe, it's funny. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't, I don't know. But you know, things that are funny are not popular today, man. Comedy's dying. <laughs> we but, are entering a new golden age, but that's largely technology and the problems of the world. The other. Is booming. Yeah, but it's all. It's all so safe. It's all so so safe. A lot of it's safe. Some some people are pushing like. Joe Rogan pushes Ari Shafir. The people that got the people that were pushing got canceled. Who canceled them? Uh, Roseanne was pushing. Yeah. Right. She made a mistake, but she was pushing. She made a mistake. Canceled. Yeah. Sam Hyde, Million Dollar Extreme, World Peace. They were pushing, got canceled from Adult Swim. Those guys were hilariously funny and legitimately doing stuff that was edgy. And not just let's make fun of uh, Trump, you know. I mean, you, if you watch like The Daily Show and all that stuff, man, it's it'll rot your brain. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, how into into it you are if you watch it a lot, but man, it's so one sided and it's just hard to. It's just not even funny mm-hmm. to probably half the country doesn't think it's funny. I watch The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. I watch the Seth stand-up or Saturday Night Live version of that with a comment, just news commentary. And I sometimes agree to scowl at Samantha B. Like I, I find I, I call out the the jokes that are funny. I, well, my comment, my response is. I watch those shows and I learn about stuff and I, I can also see through where they're trying to get clicks. Right, right. I can see through it. They do. And I, I, the thing is, the one that on the hierarchy of, man, it's just, I, I don't even really like watching it is Samantha B because mostly she attacks how people look, mostly. And she mixes stuff together and makes big jumps and then tries to do the don't shouldn't you agree with me kind of like tone and it's i think i've had enough of that especially when it's really stretched out like the the the, what she's going for the point is kind of a reach Mm -hmm. and it's like that's not so good but i 
sincerely enjoy Trevor Noah now. I think he's funny. Yeah. I, I really appreciate when he, like for an example, he went after Antifa. He was like, look, guys, can't do this, can't do that. Right. Yeah. Finally, approved. after all this time. Yeah. Well, he, he did it like a year ago. Oh, okay. And, or maybe it was six months ago. But um, that was cool. And there have been a few of the things where they acknowledged the president for some of his actions, like the recent North Korea stuff. They acknowledge, like, yeah, look, this is definitely good. This is a good direction. You want to go this yeah. way. It takes a lot of so that's what, sack to, to say that. It does. So those couple of two, I think, still are comedically semi-accurate. But Samantha B has fallen off for mm. me. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, I never... I just... I don't really, I don't really watch any of that stuff, but... Um, well, Trevor Noah... I don't really cool. watch much, so... Yeah. I don't, I don't watch that much either. But Trevor Noah, he, he does a pretty good job. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, it's so much Trump bashing, which, mm-hmm. you know, which is fine. And people are free to bash, whatever. But it's also like, yeah, but if he didn't become president, what would you be writing jokes about? You know, it's like, it's like kept comedy in business. Mm-hmm. Big time. The fact that he was elected. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and sometimes the, the worth of a comedy is like, well, what if you couldn't make fun of that? How's your comedy without that crutch? Right? Mm-hmm. Only some would survive. Only some would survive. Mm-hmm. And I would say Million Dollar Extreme did that because their stuff, they, they weren't political, but it was like stuff where you were, your jaw would drop legitimately because you were like, oh my God, I can't believe they just did that. That's super fucked. <laughs> um, and they got canceled, man. It's great. One of the great tragedies of our time. Mm-hmm. But, um, the three guys are still doing stuff. So they just, they were working so hard. You know, they had a YouTube channel for like 10 years doing these skits. Mm -hmm. And then finally, after years of work, got a a adult swim show. And then, you know, just one person said something bad about them and speculated about them. Um, saying they were racist and all this stuff, and they got canceled. It's just like, man. Yeah, the I think some people are calling this outrage culture. We didn't use it like not that long ago. You could you could be on the edge, and people would just ignore you, or they would turn it off or change the channel. George Carlin. But now, if yeah. you say anything weird to anybody, they could just be offended enough to end your life. That's weird. It's like. George Carlin saying the N word mm-hmm. in nineteen like ninety seven. Everyone cracks up because they they understand the context in which he's making the joke. Right, he's actually making fun of racists mm-hmm. using the N word. People understand the context. It was funny. Joe Rogan used can't it on do the podcast that. in twenty seventeen. I was very surprised. I heard him say the N word. Which I'm, you know, some, some for some reason don't want to say it, you know. Right. Um, it's the one v- word that's just verboten. I mean, I'm all for free speech, but I'm probably yeah. not going to be going around saying the N-word to probably. prove that point. Right. Yeah. Because it's just, that's just, that's the one anomaly. So the, the outrage culture, I think, is going to be, it's going to self-eat itself, but it's going to take a little bit longer before it's outraged at itself. People would be outraged. The whole reason we brought this up is because of the meat rabbit. Mm-hmm. 
So you think people would see the meat rabbit, be offended, then try to call your clients and say, hey, this guy. Hmm. No, you uh, can't call like, my clients. I think they would just go, I think they would go on Facebook and they would go, you know, something something about the, ethical, you know, veganism rocks or ethical treatment of animals doesn't look like you're, you know, taking it very seriously. See, I guess I'm kind of a comedian going, geez, I don't know if I should put this out because it's a little edgy. And yeah, right. Exactly. So exactly. Here, we're back to that. Here, here we are afraid of the censors. Right. So that, that it's working. then. It yeah, I working. guess it is working. I, I'm choosing to go, oh, man, I don't know if I should say this. I could be me. I mean, something even though that it is completely ethical. I mean, and he's not harm. I'm not harming an animal. No. He's just chill. You saw he's just limp. He doesn't know what's going on. But you know, your spouse has different ideas about it. You have to respect mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Well, she has different ideas, but there's also just it's periphery folk, not her so much. I mean, she's on board with um, raising these animals and then turning them into hamburger. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's happen. weird. It's like people that I like and care about and stuff. I don't really give a shit what they're like political. Mm-hmm. stuff is and well if you live whether they're vegan or yeah you know. i think we're fortunate that we don't have to i think if, if shit was more fucked up we'd have to more care about that stuff we'd have to care more about it yeah like oh well which faction are you with because the government went down you know like yeah it might matter like even like veganism or eating meat or when i was vegetarian people eat meat i just didn't care it's like i wasn't on a crusade to make everyone like me because that would be a super boring world. Mm-hmm. Even True. though, even though it'd be very funny if everyone was like me. But I'm just a bunch of comics yucking it up, playing yucking it up. Bass. Yeah, just be like, <laughs> just but that would be boring, like, you know. Yeah, it'd be super boring. Just, just mono, you know. Yeah, Need mono stereo. All right. So have you have we changed your mind? Are you still going to upload it or not upload it? Uh, you know, I think, I think I need to upload it. Again, okay. All right. So, all right. Are we ready to move on to the next? Let's topic? move on. All right. Let's give it. Uh, what do you got? What's that? Well, last time we tried to do some cassette magic, didn't work out. We're back here today to try again. So, this is what I got. See that? Here, I can zoom in. Just keep, keep it there. Um, I can't. Never mind. Hold on. One sec. What about the one? That's no, no. I got. I got you. I got you. Yeah. It says October seventeenth, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. I can see it. Okay. Uh, I have no idea what what's on this tape. If anyone listening knows, um. Call in. Let me know. <laughs> cool. I mean, I might be able to figure it out, but we listened to a, a little bit of it earlier, and I didn't recognize it. Anyway, here we go. Okay. Sure. Ooh. It's going to be super. <laughs> Sounds like a jam session of some kind.
think I know what it is. What is it? So I think this is a Sunset is a Battle jam session. What is jam?
having a rough weekend? What happened last night? What happened last night? Dude. <laughs> dude. Oh, 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 that was a joke, you said. Yeah. Any of you want to do middle sports? All right. How about? Whoa, whoa, dude! Round of applause for that was really cool. Um, that's like we've been talking about bringing this tape machine in here. Yeah. For we were gonna do it on episode twenty-five. That's right. That didn't happen. Didn't happen. Technological problems. Then last episode we tried to do this and the machine laughed at us. Yeah. Um. But this has been a, a cool thing to think. I, I have a tape, too. Yeah, let's The thing do it. is, I actually have a whole box of tapes. This will be an ongoing somewhere. bit. That's somewhere. Can't, we don't need to play them all today. No, we're not going to play it all today. But there's going to be a like, history musical share, and that's really cool. Yeah, so that was uh, sun, the band Sunset is a Battle mm-hmm. from 19, October 17th, 1999, one of our practices. And it probably took place... At the Hingham Ferry Terminal. Hingham Ferry Terminal Studios. Uh, John Ridlon was the was the landlord there. And this was Ryan McHugh, Jim Mitchell, Aubrey Cloutier. Sun says the battle, 1999. Did the door just knock? I think that might have been the door knock. Cool. You want to check or should I check it? I'll uh, check. You can check it. And I will do a quick science update. Hi. Oh, wow. We have eggs. Fresh eggs. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, husband. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for stopping by. I can't see myself. Oh, there we go. You can control which camera it is on the bottom there. Um, so I was just picking up eggs, and I wanted to show your people. So here's... That's my camera, isn't it? Um, is it on there? What do you see in the big screen? This is a normal sized egg. And <laughs> this is a baby's first egg. <laughs> mm. <laughs> one of our new girls. Mm. Uh, they look very different side by side. Wow. This is Do you know who laid that? Ever gotten. No. That is, it looks like a quail egg. It looks like a quail egg. Totally. What do you think the noise it made when it came out was? <laughs> <laughs> Just how extremely different the sizes are. Wow. Cool. I feel like I'm flashing like a gang sign with my fingers, like oh. Homestead for life. <laughs> 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 
sick gang sign you got going on there. <laughs> There's another egg down there. Yeah, raising chickens has been pretty interesting. It's been more of an ordeal than I expected. I know we disagree on this. You think it's super easy. But um, there's been way more medical issues to contend with than I, mm -hmm. than I expected. Okay, I agree with that. You know, I just, I thought we'd get the chickens. They'd be in the backyard. We'd get eggs. Mm -hmm. Done. Yeah. But... Yeah, there's like, there's so many things that can happen with chickens. So mm -hmm. many things. Mm -hmm. Genetic things, disease things. War wounds. Uh, yeah. Social problems. <laughs> things. <laughs> it's so weird. They're like, chickens look so cute. Like, it's so like, oh, the little fluffy chickens pecking in the yard. And then they go after one another and it's, it's like, one of the most brutal things I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. When I had to catch Hugh recently, he was running around with the chickens. I grabbed him and he screamed and the chickens ran up and they like flew his claws um, right at the rabbit. And it was like, ah, ah, trying to attack yeah, the crazy. rabbit as I was picking up. They're like, let's kill this motherfucker and eat him yeah, right now. They really were. They I was like, get the fuck out of here. Whoa. Both of, both of the kinds of animals we have like are this weird juxtaposition of incredibly cute looking and like will eat each other uh-huh fuck shit up they'll eat sure. themselves eat the young like uh, eat they're fucking crazy yeah. our chickens will eat their eggs mm -hmm. uh, our rabbits will eat their if one of them died they would, they would eat her oh sure. yeah tear her apart um, and actually i might just let them do it just because you <laughs> hate to waste you would hate to waste all that you know stuff and they'll peck at it for weeks so there's just yeah there's just all these problems like you like well one of our chickens is limpy yeah we have a gimpy chicken just one day she oh. started limping and we oh. tried to separate her so she'd like heal heal but, but apparently didn't. the longer you separate them like the more brutal it is when you bring them back together so she's still limping around and but they, <laughs> i mean she's bottom rung oh yeah absolute bottom mm -hmm. rung but the chicken that used to be the bottom rung Goldie that I felt really badly for because she was so haggard looking this winter. Uh, she's now like second in command. Mm -hmm. And is a total bitch. Like, yeah. So, you know, I look at Comet, our little limpy girl who's like smallest bird in the corner with one leg up. Like, uh, if given the opportunity, she would, I mean, they would eat her. No, if given the, if like, her leg got better and then we got rid of all the other chickens and got some younger chickens and she was the biggest one she'd be the biggest bitch in town that's just how they're wired do you know that rabbits this is actually something we might need to deal with we've been having some rabbit like fertility issues if you have two female rabbits next to one another and one is like clearly the dominant one the other will like if she gets pregnant she'll reabsorb the babies like she won't like they're, they're normally really solitary animals that have their own territory they'll self um terminate S something like that they'll like reabsorb we gotta look up that i know <sighs> yeah. aubrey is that real <laughs> oh that they, they reabsorb like the, if the a fetus 
Huh. Can that, well, they they do reabsorb it another way. Well, yeah, you saw it. Did you talk about that on this show? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that time when we weren't quite ready, and the rabbit gave birth with next to the other rabbits, and then I came home. It was four twenty. People were coming over, and she was halfway through one of them, hanging out of her mouth, eating the whole dang thing. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, no, pink, just a pink, oof, just a little slug. Well, and it's interesting. Like, I don't think you've had this experience, but when I try to talk with people about rabbits, and I kind of mention, like, "Yeah, for meat," they're like, oh, "Eating." <laughs> Like, that's so funny. We people, were talking about this today. Yeah, people have, it's just like rabbits have, it seems like in this country, or at least in this part of the country, have just been exclusively regulated to pet territory. Like, it's actually hard to find um, feed and supplies marketed for um, meat rabbits. Because if it's, it's weird. Like, like, we were trying to buy Timothy hay, and... Um, Timothy Hay was like $30 for nine pounds at the pet store. You're buying it for little fluffykins. But then if you purchase it in a place that's marketing actual like feed supply, I mean, we got at least 60 pound bale of the hay for the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. At the, uh, Biofuel Oasis. Yeah. Yeah. That place is cool. And they had chicks still. Yeah, that, I thought that was... Do they sell hay there? Bales of hay, live chicks, beehives, biodiesel. And it's actually more popular in Berkeley to raise meat rabbits than it is, like, here. Like, I went there to the El Sobrani feed supply, and they had all these rabbits. I was like, oh, rabbits, are you for me? And they were like, oh, no, these are pets. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, pets, cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had said on the podcast earlier that when you, that video, we shared the video, and I edited it down. Oh, the dancing rabbit? And you filmed it, and then you said, hey, maybe don't post this immediately. I mean, I don't know, just... And I was like, I respected your request, and I just put it up on YouTube with no links to any, because no one goes on YouTube. <laughs> no one that I, no one of our friends do. So... It was a safe place. Literally zero views occurred. And I showed it to Aubrey. He left three times. It's a 13-second video. Yeah, it's funny. You know, just animal activist people are really intense. But, like, like I remember, harming him. I remember one of my friends shared a video with me. And she's a total animal activist. But she shared a video on Facebook. This was, like, a couple years ago of how you when you put a cucumber on the floor behind a cat oh, I've seen this yeah and they then they turn out. around and they freak out it's like, a thing yeah up in the air full like because <laughs> they think it's a snake something like that yeah they think it's a snake and their brain tells them escape yeah <laughs> so it was hilarious and she I mean like she posted it and it was like this is funny and um, a lot of her friends were like how dare you that's torture. Torture? Oh, there was another video where this woman had this big old rabbit. It was like a hare, this big rabbit. And it was in a bath. And it looked like it was, like, chilling the fuck out. It was in a sink. And it was all, like, 
laying there with its like legs splayed open in the water like oh yeah <laughs> and it looks super cute and funny well another animal activist person that she was friends with was like the reason he's in this position is because he's actually terrified and this is an example of torture and I'm like by that logic it would be torture to scare your friend yeah well because you're causing fear that's true that would be torture with PTSD would say yes yeah I don't know I I, that's why there's a nuanced conversation we need to have yeah I was I resoundingly believe that our rabbits have an amazing life they're like oh yeah they get to run around they could possibly eat Mm -hmm. it's all organic now it's got like essential oils in it. Yeah. It's awesome. And they they're, they got plenty of fresh air. They're mm. no like they're not like a lot of indoor rabbits that are pets like are hanging out near in, their poop all day. Yeah, near their poop all day. Not these, these guys rabbits. Don't, yeah. Nowhere near their poop. Yeah. And their poop is an amazing byproduct we put in the garden, which is definitely beneficial. Yeah. Well. We get to really see how we feel about it all in three weeks when it's harvest time. Rabbit run? Yeah, like a uh, mm-hmm. We put them in with the chickens. Yeah. Well, they do that. There's even hybrids of that. That's like a it's a rabbit um, hut or shaw, like rabbit shaw. Yeah. So it's like a rabbit cage that doesn't mostly have a bottom that you can move around over different grass areas. We just don't have grass. We did, but we have to... Not like a lawn. We don't have a lawn. No, there's not... Well, just any any cover crop, we could just put on the ground, and when it comes up, it would still work. But there's like there's water and heating issues if you have a mobile, because you got to think about where the sun is, because you can't connect a integrated water system if you're moving it around every day. So it's like there's... So I we put our bunnies out with the chickens in the big chicken run so they can run around and dig and scratch and play and kick their legs and they do all those things and I think it's part of a essential happy meat rabbit situation. You can't just be in the cage all the time. Got to have something else. So maybe we'll be certified some kind of new way of meat rabbit. That's like play like have a little picture of him like kicking his legs out. <laughs> guys i just wanted to come by and show you this hilarious egg disparity did you see this well it's really three sizes you have small medium and large really one of our girls just had a her very first chicken's first egg either that or a quail sneaked in (laughs) took a huge dump i'm down to have quail well thank you for coming in yeah thank you Transferring? No, still going. Okay, so let's um let's try this tape. Let's try one of your tapes. Maybe rewind side A all the way. Seems really loud now. I got turned up a little. I had to remember. Oh yeah, you. So you, the side you want to play is facing out. Okay. I had to think about that. Yeah. I was like, oh, Whereas right. once upon a time, 
I didn't have to think about that because it was just the way things were. <laughs> but when I pulled out my tapes, I was like, okay, yeah, that's right. The side you want to play is the side that faces out. Okay. So I play the put side A facing out and then hit rewind. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like a... Uh, felt old <laughs> when i had to think about that <clears throat> i hear that i see that thing rewinding i'm it's like look at this fucking beauty it's got a nice speed to it um do you have to hold the button down no oh, no and actually hold. when it stops it the button pops up which remember the old ones didn't they didn't button would just, stay eh. down yeah did this speaker so. work speaker work but we're we're direct in, huh? Direct in. I'm gonna hit play. I'm gonna unmute it on the on the board. There we go. And it's EQ'd. I tried to re- raise the uh, tried to eliminate the hiss with this EQ. I think it works a little bit. I'm so happy that there's something on the tape. Quality is way better than the my 1999 tape. That's for sure. Oh yeah, this is like 2000. It's not you on drums. I'm on guitar. Where is the guitar? I don't even know, recognize this song. I don't even know if this. I'm like you. I'm in the dark at the moment. Yeah. yeah. It's like Evans tape or something. No. This. Oh, I hear the guitar. Yeah. Okay. I hear bass. fast forward it a little bit we might hear a song with a singer okay what's that uh god i thought it was the recorder the whole time let's see oops sorry i've messed that up Rewind it. It's that same tune. This is just a jam session. 
I mean, it's pretty cool bass. Whoever's on bass, that's this pretty is, cool. This is Avishai Loudner. He was a Jew from Israel who had been in the military. He moved here, and he was a mover by trade. And he didn't like wearing shoes. And his hair was super cool. And he would always take his shoes off, and he would basically wear the same shirt that had, like, several holes in it every time we saw him. He was super polite, very smart, very good at bass guitar. Yeah, it was nice. a treasure to find him on Craigslist. So you recognize... What was the... Uh, can you, do you have any more info on this? That's... I have no idea at all. So Was there a band... Like, you know, you recognize the bass player. The Avishnai Loudner's probably jamming with the drummer Chris Enos or... Who... Was it Chris doing the drums the whole time? Yeah, for Beautiful Fury. I think so. See, I thought I had two tapes here, too. Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Look at this here. I see something, a, no, a thing. It says, uh, Beautiful Fury with Evan's handwriting auditions, question mark? Could have been... Audition tape? It could have been audition tape. Of this dude? Of um, this dude, me playing drums and him doing the bass. Huh. That's possible. Let's go with that for now. Yeah, and sounds maybe, good. That's uh, a good little story. Soon, well, thank you. You know, maybe sometime soon we'll get, I'll find some more and we'll later we'll share more. Like I'm an just, ongoing from the past blast. Okay. Nothing on side B. There's nothing? Nothing yet. I'm going to go to the beginning of side B. There might be. Just to see. Okay. All right. Let's just right. Because part check. of this is part of this is discovery. It's part of it is uh, is yeah. uh, was archaeology. You do media media archaeology. We're we're trying to dig deep here and find out what's on these old tapes. You do have to rewind a little and just kind of see, you know. It's funny. A tape with just it could be just a tape with one song on it on side A at the yeah. beginning and yeah. nothing else on the entire tape. And there's like two and a half hours of space, just empty space. That would be like an audition tape, you know. Yeah. I thought I had another tape around. It's like I, a CD, CD to, with one MP3 on it. There's some that I know of. There that, there's Beautiful Fury that is our actual songs somewhere. That's great. Beautiful Fury. Beautiful That's Fury. That's yeah, good. That was the band we did. We did a couple of house parties and this kind of mediocre recording, but then we just sort of drifted. You know how it goes. Yeah. I played guitar. It was that guitar okay remember one time we set up visual on that this yeah it's actually see it right there that guitar one time we snuck we had a Cadillac the drummer had a Cadillac it was this huge four door late 70s thing it must have been 22 feet long it was gray and had some rust and stuff. The, the trunk, you could literally lay down yeah. flat in it, not even diagonally. It's like, like a twin. It's like a twin size in there. It's probably bigger than a twin. Yeah. It's probably like a, almost a queen God. would almost fucking fit Those in that trunk. Those things are pretty sweet. And so we put, we put the entire band in that car. I'm talking all <laughs> the equipment and all the people and everything in that car. We drove to where we knew there was power at a park. We just set up. And started our set. We. That's pretty cool. We had. The cops came at the fourth song. 
and shut us down. But they were... Okay, that's like 15, 20 minutes? Yeah, we got like 20 minutes out. And there was... Thank you. And there was um, a few people there. It was cool. The cool thing, I remember. And there's a photo of it somewhere. We'll show that probably, too. Uh, This little kid came up to me, and he wanted my autograph from the park. And he was wearing a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shirt. And there's a photo of me signing his little book with his Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shirt. I was like, right on, dude. That's cool. That's great. Because obviously you must have been a rock star if you're playing. Right. Yeah. But he's, you know, eight or something. Um, it was fun. That was, was really Beautiful fun. Fury? That was Beautiful Fury. Yeah. <laughs> so the cop was like that's like a great. That's like a great, like, low-budget uh, kung fu movie title. We didn't film it. <laughs> we didn't even think about filming it. it Beautiful was like, Fury. It's like a female kung fu uh, detective. Yeah, I can see that. Like a panda character, it's a, maybe. It's the movies about her. It's a, maybe it's a TV show called <laughs> Beautiful Fury. <laughs> I like it. Well, we've got the music for it somewhere already. All right, so this next one is... Uh, must have been 95. And uh, these are the raw recordings for 7-inch that we eventually did. So we did, I think we recorded we recorded six songs, and the 7-inch was just two songs. And I think this first one was on the 7-inch, so here we go. This is the raw mix, not even mixed. Mm-hmm. 
Another round of applause. Ladies and gentlemen, that was really cool. I appreciate that. That was Creepy Woods from 1995, probably. The Incarnation. We always had drummers, different drummers. But that was uh, me on bass, Jonathan Hills on guitar, and Laura Scheinfeldt on drums. And we recorded that in Rochester, New York. Ooh. And, yeah, yeah. That's pretty intense. Yeah. You got more tapes? You just had one? No, actually, you know what I don't got? I don't got any more time. Oh, yeah, it's time to go. It's That was a good teaser. We have more. There's more mm -hmm. where this came from. Mm -hmm. There's more where that came from. So, yeah, I'm going to go now to Hollister, California, and listen to the band Los Lobos to hang out with my father-in-law, because that's what he wanted to do for Father's Day. So uh, wish me luck on that, and... uh, much uh, much love to my stepfather, Hal Evans. You know, happy Father's Day to him, and uh, just want him to have fun and you know party and stuff. So, yeah. So you guys are going to? Is it, is it like a arena? It's an outdoor something. You sit on the ground. Okay. So cool. that'll be fun. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, cool. folks, I just want to thank you for being here for the podcast for Empathy and Imagination and. Of course, if you really wish to contribute to such a thing, you can do so by going to Patreon, Empathy and Imagination, contribute monetarily. Or you can go to YouTube, just give us a thumbs up, iTunes, you know, give us a little uh, comment, something like that. Any, you know, any of those things would be cool. Totally appreciate it. Cool. Who, you know, who, who pays for the, uh, the bread and butter of this station? Zeiss Digital. Z-I-C-E-D dot net, man. That's where you go to get assistance on the internet. You see, because you can't fret because he'll sweat the details to get it right. Cables and tables tight. It's all good. He won't fight. He'll correct by the nighttime. It's size Digital. Keep it right. Okay, now, also, Clark Pool and Spa. Man, all the cool things you can get about pools and spas and water chemicals and fountains you can find clarkpoolspa.com you got questions you need help you need service something broken give us a call check us out thank you everybody thanks to thank Claire you. thanks to Rebecca for coming on thank you for hosting you're very welcome sir um, thank you for driving all the way out here alright bye 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 transferring to server